Welcome to the Free Real Estate Hacks Podcast with your host, Johnny Youssef. This podcast is packed with tips, tricks, and hacks. Whether you are someone who wants to get into real estate or you have done it for many years, please welcome your host, Johnny Youssef. What's up, guys? Thank you for coming back for another episode. Uh, first of all, if you guys are liking what you're listening to, I would love it if you guys just take a quick minute to subscribe uh, to my podcast. That would be really helpful, and it would also be really, really helpful if you guys leave a review. The reason I need you guys to do that is if you do that and there's growth, then I can justify doing more of this. So if you guys just go real quick, hit subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes podcast, that would be incredible. That being said, today I'm going to talk to you guys about how to avoid nightmares with contractors. So I've learned the really hard way. I have this personality that I think overall is good, but I also think it's really bad when it comes to sometimes with business where I just tend to believe people easily and just wish and believe the best in people. And when people lie or make a lot of excuses, I tend to really believe them and give them another chance after another. Again, it can be a good quality overall to have a good heart towards people, but it can be a disastrous problem when it comes to doing it in business. So I learned the hard way and today I'm going to share with you just a few things that can help you guys protect yourself from a bad contractor. And when I say bad contractor, it can make, it can mean a, a lot of different things. So it can mean a contractor that does stuff for really bad quality. It can mean a contractor that overcharges you or even worse steals money or steals material or takes stuff home with them that they're not supposed to or it can mean a bad contractor as far as they take forever to get work done um, so those are all factors that can lead to a bad contractor so uh, that being said I'm gonna share with you guys a few things when you're hiring someone to do work on your rental or on your property to avoid or to just be careful with so one thing is you want to make sure that your contractor is licensed and insured. You want to make sure that they have what it takes because here's the deal. If you guys hire someone cheaper who can get it done, but they're not insured and God forbid they fall downstairs, they hurt themselves, you are liable. And if someone gets hurt and it costs hundreds of thousands or even God forbid death, I mean, that liability is fully on you if they don't have their own subcontractors insurance so you want to make sure that they provide you if you're gonna work with someone they have to provide you with paperwork showing that they are insured and you can also get uh, a template um, you know hold harmless basically saying if they get hurt if there's any issue that's not on you and you can have them sign it and you can find those templates online or if you ask me for it I may give you one so that's one Second thing is you want to do some research. Just like if you want to do some research for a good renter with through a renter application vetting process to make sure that they're going to pay their rent, you want to do the same with a contractor because a bad contractor is going to cost you way more than a bad renter that doesn't pay rent for a month or two and then you kick them out. So you may ask for references for people he's worked with last or find out their names or business names and go call them. Now, 
obviously if they're not honest they can give you a number of a friend or something like that that's why i say find out hey who did you work for what's the properties and you know either be upfront and say hey can i get their numbers or just research through the tax record or the name of the owner and call them and ask them questions like how well did he do the job did he do it on time did he overcharge you for things that he should have seen in the beginning because a lot of contractors do that they give you a, a good bid but then they come in and they're like oh we, well we have the surprise and we have this and that and we have to add this because we didn't know that this was happening behind the walls and some of it is legitimate things that they could not have uh, foreseen but a lot of times they give you a little a low bid so that they can get the job and then they come up with excuses to rack up more money for things that you really should have seen and known about so you want to get references you also want to look them up online you know better business bureau is a good option look on google reviews see what people are saying about them make sure that they have a good repetition in the in the area but not only that but they also have experience because you know you have a lot of eager people that you know they've they fixed the toilet but they're ready for the next big thing so they come to you and good hearts good intention thinking that they can take over a full rehab but they're just not ready so make sure that they have the experience and that the experience is good and consistent with what they're saying another thing is you want to have and this is probably the most important one of all of them you want to have a very clear agreement with no gray areas when you have gray areas on anything that's when you're gonna have problems so you want to have a clear agreement with the timeline what phases are there are they in the job and the timeline of when the job needs to be done and what I do is I have phase one two three four five or how however many phases and deadline for each phase with the final day of the final uh, you know payout when they're gonna leave so you want to have a clear agreement with the phases you want to have a clear agreement that spells out what is covered under their bid what are they gonna do what are they not gonna do if you don't mention for example that they are gonna do flooring they're gonna come back and say that's not part of our bids and guess what you're about to spend several thousand dollars to hire someone that you did not plan to hire because you just expected them to do it and maybe they were not honest in the just didn't share that they're not going to do it so you want to make sure that everything that they're supposed to do whether it's paint uh, flooring plumbing everything is written down in details so that there's no gray areas of excuses of them saying well we're not covering this but we're covering that so make sure everything is written down exactly the job description and also the timeline and deadline and obviously the amount how are you going to pay them? Are you going to pay them bi-weekly, no matter how much or how little they accomplished? Are you going to pay them per phase, which that's what I prefer? So if we have, you know, five phases, maybe I agree 20% on phase beginning of the job or 10% beginning of the job to buy material or to for labor. And then, you know, after a specific amount, I pay another 10%, then 20%, 20%. And then I don't give the final 10 or 20% until the job is completely done. That way, never, ever, ever, it's the biggest fault you can ever do, give people the full payment if the job is not completely done. Even if they're almost done and they say, oh yeah, we need to come and finish this, this, and that, and it's $500 worth of stuff, and we're going to come do it next week, but we have to go, can we get the final payment? No. Do not give them the final payment until everything is done. Another thing you want to have in the agreement is something that protects you if 
things break or are not installed correctly the first few months. So what if you move in, which typically happens even for good contractors where, you know, someone moves in and there's a little leak that was just when they set it up, it was just not done correctly or there's a little problem here and there. You don't want to call them and tell them, hey, guys, you didn't install this correctly. And them saying, well, too bad we're out. We have to charge you a lot of money to come back. You want to have some sort of, you know, something spelling out that you have few months uh, where you can call them to come back and the repairs are covered unless it was damaged from your end or abuse. But if it's just because it was not installed correctly, that is on them. So have a very clear agreement. I really suggest if you're going to spend some money, it's worth it looking into uh, taking it to an attorney to look at it. Another thing you can do is just look at templates online. But again, if you're not going to go through an attorney, just know that you may be missing something here and there. But again, never, ever, ever give them the final payment until everything is completed. Can you guys tell I've been burned by that? Then another thing is you have to define who is going to buy materials. So here's one of the biggest problems you will run into. If you have it where the material and labor is included in the bid, what happens a lot of times is that these contractors will get you the cheapest stuff. So let's say you have a rental and they're going to go to buy faucets, for example. Well, you have $15, $20 faucets that are more likely to break in less than a year. And sometimes you pay like $10, $15 more for $45 faucets. So nothing fancy, but just something just a tier level higher. And those faucets are more likely to last you 7, 8, 9, 10 years. Well, if you're the contractor and you're going to go buy faucets and you get to keep the difference in profit, you're going to a lot of times be tempted to buy the cheapest stuff. And maybe as a homeowner, you're willing to pay more. Maybe you're even willing to pay for the high-end faucet because you want this home to be high-end because you're going to have it high-end Airbnb or you're going to have it a high-end rental and you really just want the most expensive faucet. Well, if you try to do that, the the that contractor will say, well, too bad, you know. I have in my bid 15 bucks for a faucet and you're asking for a $150 faucet. So no, you're going to have to pay the difference. So what you want to do is I prefer to have the material separate. I'm going to pay for my, for my, for my material. You are getting paid for your labor. Another thing with material is usually they overcharge you, which is totally normal. The, 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 you know, if it costs them $2,000, they usually add a 15%, uh, you know, uh, uh, over the price, um, to make some profit there and they will say it's for their time and all that so you know if it's two thousand dollars they they may charge you 15 percent, so that's 2300 so i like to have them separate that way i get to choose my stuff or if they create a budget then i say i want to come with you to make the purchases so that i'm buying the stuff i want and if it's over the budget that's fine if it's under budget i want to make that saving myself so you want to have that in the language as far as material. Are you going to pick the material with them? And what happens if it's over budget or under budget? Do you get some money if it's under budget? And if it's over budget, do they charge you more? And if they charge you more, are they also charging extra fees to make some profit for material? So you really want to define that. Another thing that you want to be careful of that can cause a nightmare is you want to have a say and you want to be involved with things like paint colors, uh, tile choices, uh, you know, countertops, backsplash, because there are some great contractors, but here's the deal. They don't know anything about design and style. 
So they're going to pick stuff. I guarantee it a lot of times they're going to pick stuff that was cool and trendy in 2005. And it's not 2005 anymore. So let me give you an example. I have a friend of mine that was out of town, have really good high quality contractors, honest people that remodeled the house when he was gone and he just let them do it. And then he asked me to list it for sale. And then I go in and everything is brown. I mean, they picked beige you know, walls, which again were cool in 2007, but not cool anymore. They picked a uh, brown carpet that really was close to the walls. And then they picked brown tiles and they picked brown sh countertops and they picked actually grayish backsplash, which did not match the brown. So you go in and everything was dark and gloomy and that's all they know. And they think it's stylish. And even the fixtures they picked, it looked like a fixture out of you know, an, a restaurant that was built 1997, it was tacky, you know, and when my friend tried to sell the house, he really got hurt because his house was not um, a wow factor when people walked in. It was nice and clean and completely remodeled, but it felt like a house from 2005, not from 2018. So I would say make sure that you have a choice and that you oversee this process. So to wrap it up for you guys, here are the things you want to do to avoid nightmares. You want to make sure that they're licensed and insured. That's number one. Uh, number two, you want to get references. You want to make sure that they have good names for themselves. Number three, you, and, and that also includes researching them and finding out as much as you can online and just through references. Number three is you want to have a very clear agreement of expectations as far as time, as far as money, as far as how payments are going to be made as far as material and who's gonna buy it and over and under budgeting. Number four, you wanna make sure that you have a say with materials. That way they're not picking something really ugly or really cheap. Um, and number five, and I shared that in the agreement, is just make sure you include some sort of warranty. If things get damaged, if things are not installed correctly, month, two, three months after you have the property occupied, you know, you want to make sure those things are getting covered and that that uh, contractors is going to come back and have ownership of anything that was not installed correctly. Hope this helps you guys. If you guys have any questions, let me know. And I would love to answer those questions here in the podcast. And again, if you guys can please take a second and just subscribe to my podcast and leave a review, that would be amazing. Love you guys and I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. If you have a question you want Johnny to address on a future episode, please send it to questions at freerealestatehacks.com. While you're online, make sure you check out the free three-part video series available at freerealestatehacks.com.